Welcome to the Electra International series, Think Like a Leader. We all enjoy hearing another person's success story, and we hope our conversations with leaders from across the electrical construction industry will help spark your interest and creativity in finding ways you can think like a leader. Thanks for being with us for another edition of Think Like a Leader. We know you've heard from a lot of different people now in the electrical construction industry, but today we are truly excited to have with us Mr. Carson Rogers, who's president and CEO of Tuning Wilmer. He's been there 35 years. That's a long tenure. I'm sure it wasn't all as CEO, but we'll hear more about that directly from him. So, hi, Carson. Thank you so much for taking time to do this interview with us. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Listen, we know your company is very well known for its progressive approach to technology. So from your experience, is there one tech application that really stands out in your mind as having had the most influence on the direction of your company? Well, I'm sorry to say not really. Um, I've been in this for 43 years now. I've been in the industry for 43 years, and um, I've seen a lot of technological uh, advancements. I recall the impact made by the fax machine, the beeper, the first home and office computers, and the cell phone. If you fast forward 30 years to today, um, the IT and communication tools that we have today are simply amazing when you think about it. There are so many tech apps and tools already on the market and those in development all intended to speed up the design to construction process. The important thing that I try to keep in back of my mind as a leader of this company is that the evolution of technology is going to continue and it's going to continue at ever increasing speeds and company well, leaders. One step, let me, let me interrupt right there. Cause that's sure. an important point for our audience. Yep. So because everything is happening so fast, what steps do you and your team take to evaluate whether or not to implement a particular technological innovation? And because it's moving so fast, do you have enough time to really make a solid analysis? Well, we have we have just come to grips with it as, as a company leader that we need to be adaptive and ready for change. Uh, the new tools and methods, like I said, they're coming faster than ever. And the steps we have taken is to under, expect them to be uh, coming and be prepared to evaluate them for fit and implementation within the organization. You know, we have our BIM department is a really good example, and we'll talk more about this in a minute. But I use those I use those young people uh, to to help evaluate those tools. Uh, they're the ones most excited about it and understand it. So, so because they grew up with versions of the tools, they can more quickly say, "Oh, that's not worth it," or "Wow, that really is new and different." Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, to, whether or not to implement a particular technological innovation, um, I, I rely on my virtual construction team for BIM and innovative 
prefabrication apps. Our project managers who are managing the youngest and brightest field supervisors, they field test apps, field apps, communication apps that might get reporting time back to the shop or communicating uh, revised uh, project documents back and forth. Um, Those applications, we field test them and we use those guys, the young folks in the field, and um, the, it, it's interesting because they're certainly more in tune with the technology than I am. Uh, they really seem to enjoy the opportunity and are appreciative that management is engaging them in our decision-making processes. And basically, we let them choose. There, there are numerous and obvious advantages to doing it this way. Um, we, of course, manage the cost and security and compatibility perspectives. But um, the guys in the field, the, the folks in the field, shouldn't say guys, the guys and the gals in the fields that the field that are using these products, the more opportunity we give them to get involved in, in that decision-making process, it just seems to, it, it, the payback is, is just, just great for us. So well, now- we're, we're really heading that way. Because of your very progressive approach, does that make your company more attractive to today's students than perhaps some of your competitors might be? Well, we certainly hope so. <laughs> I think so. Right now, there's a lot of work in our area and a lot of some of the larger electrical contractors from around the country are being called in to uh, take on projects in our area that normally may have been done by local contractors, but it, it, it's just the, the workforce is so is stretched so thin right now. We've got uh, developers uh, reaching out across the country to figure out how they're going to get their projects built. And so we're enjoying partnerships and um, a lot of times in those partnerships, we're not able to uh, actually provide boots on the ground at a, at a site, but what we can do with our technology, um, it it makes us more flexible and uh, um, how do you say it? I want to say we're maybe a little bit more diverse by having our prefabrication and all that technology helps us get um, to the, it helps us be innovative in the prefabrication process. And we're able to um, offer other aspects uh, of construction other than just boots on the ground. So would I be correct in saying that one thing that you really do focus on is ways to leverage your relationship with industry partners in order to stay ahead of your competitors? That was what I was trying to say. Yes, ma'am. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. So let me move on and ask you this one. As president and CEO, how do you approach making sure that all of the firm's senior executives are on the same page in terms of the strategies you want to use or you're recommending to use to move the company forward? Not everybody's going to agree all the time. So what leadership traits and steps can you advise our audience might work for them as well? Well, I, I am new to this position. 
Uh, I've never been president of an organization before, so um, I, I, I I rely on um, you know my character and uh, my experience here with the company, and and um, like you said, not everyone always agrees totally. That's probably a given, um, but that's why I get paid the big bucks, right? I'm expected to lead, not to console. Um, I'm very honored and fortunate to have this board of directors as partners. They're my think tank advisors, and a lot of them, they're some of my best friends. We have all worked together for at least, I don't know, 10, 10 years or more. Um, our years and our experience together is a major part of our succession plan and our success plan, I might say. Um, cohesiveness is imperative to our success. Uh, once we have, uh, once I, uh, once together, I guess I make the final decision, but once a direction is selected, everyone is supportive. And I think that is the nature and character of a good partner. If the plan doesn't work out, we're quick to identify that and reverse or change direction without, without too much discourse with among the group. And because of our close relationship, we're able to take a bunch of ribbon from, you know, if somebody says, I told you so, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just move on. We're just, we just work well together. And um, um, if, if I had any advice for anybody, it's uh, surround yourself with good people, good, good people of good character and, you know, have your, have similar goals in mind. There's different ways to get where you're going, but um, you know, you got to pick a way and go and work together to get there. Speaking about relationships, do you think that your company's relationship with Electric International has changed the way you think about issues and initiatives that might work for your company? Has Electric had an impact? Absolutely. I, I'm not new to the industry, but I am new to this role. The experience level of the folks in the room at Electric opportunity to learn how your peers are managing issues and growing their businesses. You get to receive advice from experts, not to mention the opportunity to meet these leaders of industry, develop that relationship and do business one with them. What does Chinning and, and Wilmer bring to the Electric Council? What are you contributing to the council? Well, I, I, I think it's the same as the other members bring. We bring our stories, our experiences, our ideas, and most importantly, our sincere offer to help wherever, whenever we can. Now, Electri has both a research agenda and an education agenda, bringing talent into the industry, all of that. But as you think about the research specifically, are there certain topics that you would like to see Electri address over the next several years? You say, you know, this is really important for the future of electrical construction. I, I know that Electri should be looking at X. Does something come to mind? It does, and it's nothing new, uh, but I, I strongly believe the biggest issue, there's a couple of issues facing our industry right now. They're particularly important to me. Um, I, I, I would imagine it would be industry-wide, but we, we have got to concentrate on workforce development 
And it also, I would like to see some local legislation that promotes fair contract language for subcontractors. We're just, we're turning down opportunities simply because contractors are not confident that ample and competent workforce exists. Um, it, you know, and, and the other point is on the local legislation for, for contract language, um, it, it, Josh and I have spoken about this uh, privately a time or two, but the current trend in contract language is just unfairly and unduly places inordinate amount of risk on subcontractors. And some some help there, I think, would do would do um, a, a great service for for our industry. What's the best piece of professional advice that you personally have ever received? Could wow. be from a colleague, could have been from your mother, could be anything. What's the best advice? Um, that I've ever received was to be fair. There are always two sides to a story. Okay. And do you instill that in your workforce? Absolutely. It's, um, uh, I try to be fair and gentle, but carry a big stick. And by that, I mean, establish a fair set of rules early on in the project or the relationship and uh, enforce them when necessary. Um, I think uh, I think it's a good a good model. And um, I think everyone appreciates it. What recommendation? This is my last question. You may have other things you want to tell us about, but for now, let me ask this one. What recommendation would you offer to our audience about a leadership lesson that you've learned that they might consider and and have great success with it? Well, again, um, this role as leader of the company, I, you know, I'm a trained electrician. And so I, uh, I wasn't trained to be a, at least I wasn't, uh, uh intentionally trained, trained to be a, to be a president of a company, but, uh, it's a totally different role. Um, I spend a lot of my time listening to people and, um, I'm trying to do better at listening to people and, um, uh, Whereas before I had a set of blueprints in front of me and I, I knew exactly what my mission was. Uh, this is a much different role and um, listening to people, taking people's advice, weighing it. And I always ask myself the question before I make a decision, is this the best move for my company? In so. your opinion, is it harder to work on the business than it is to work in the business? It has been for me. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so. Um, but you I, enjoy I, it. Oh, I, I do enjoy it. And, and you know, uh, what I do enjoy the most about this role is, well, I've determined I must enjoy helping people work together to solve problems and build things um, because, I mean, that's the reward at the end of the day. Everybody is uh, seems to get 
some gratification, some internal uh, – in this industry, we love to build things. And uh, when a plan comes together and people work together uh, for a common goal and they achieve that goal, it, it's a very it's, – it's a good moment. And, and uh, everybody enjoys that. And I, I enjoy helping people get there. Well, Carson, the two lessons takeaways for me are your very important points about always be fair, because if you start from a place of fairness, you're going to win no matter what happens moving forward. And the second thing is to be a good listener. So I hope our audience will be the good listeners, because you have certainly provided us with some very, very insightful thoughts on ways to think like a leader. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our audience? And if not, we thank you for your time. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. And uh, the folks at Electra are doing a great job and a great service for our industry. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye for now. Those of you who prefer to listen rather than to watch, pretty soon you'll be able to hear Carson on our podcast. So stay tuned. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for joining us for today's Think Like a Leader conversation. You can access every interview in this series on our website, electri.org, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. This is a remarkable look inside the electrical construction industry, and it's yours for the listening.